Oh shit, fuck, hold on, I forgot something. Oh wait, never mind. I think we gotta go. I think we gotta go. God damn it. We've already invested. Shit. Can we can we restart this? Can we rewind it? Can we stop that, flip it, and reverse it, as as Missy Misdemeanor Elliot said? Hit that, flip Let's it, take and reverse another take. All right, like, you ready? And All right, so you know five, five, four, three, two, one. And now we're going to start now for real, okay? Okay. Okay. Beef Six Podcast! 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 Fucking Welcome it. to the show, folks. My name is Casey White. And I am the Fat Mac. The fattest. I'm working. Actually, I think I might be beating you in that category. You got the biggest tits. I do. I got some nice tits, man. I got some nice tits. You put a lot of women to shame. There are women who would die for my tits. I mean, they'd have to (laughs) shave them a little bit. But they're on point. (laughs) They sag a little, but I've seen I've seen bitches with with shittier tits that don't sag that sag worse than mine. They got some bounce and some perk to them. They got some perk. I percolate them fuckers. Percolating. Hear me in the kitchen going Titties are ready. Titties are ready. They percolating. Oh, man, I think, you know what? It's going to be a good show today, Pasty. We got a lot of fucking shit to talk about. We're going to have to try to keep it under. I'm going to try to keep an eye on the clock and the whatnot, even though I didn't. uh, I just thought about it literally right now that I didn't adjust the time span, but that's okay. I know what times mean. I know 10 means 8. I know 9 means 11, and I know that 10 means 12, even though 10 (laughs) means 8. 10 means 8 and 12. I'm going to have to keep Man, that in mind. In my line of work, I'm still trying to wrap my head around military time. Oh, military time's simple. If you have, if it's you ever simple. have a hard time with military time, just think of whatever the time it is plus two. That's all you ever yeah, got to no, think I, of. I got that. I, I've had that for years, but, like, working with it Fuck. in sequential order, like, it, <sighs> it fries my brain and it drives me crazy. No wonder they use it in the military to break oh, the the soldiers. It's to break them. Everything's to, everything's to, to break them and wake them. They want to break them, wake them, shake them, and make them into <laughs> our first line of defense. We need to sell that slogan to the army today. We should. We should. <laughs> and anybody in the armed surfaces, we give you a fucking shout out. Thank you. We appreciate all you do. Um, there's not enough we can say. I'll never do it, so so I'm happy you yeah. did it. Although you know, thank you. See, I was smart. People people look at me and they're like, "God, you've let yourself go." And it's like, you know what? When I was younger, I was the only male in my family. So if they ever re-enlisted the draft, I couldn't have been drafted because I had nobody to take on my surname. Right, the Waterfield surname. That's a right. clause in the draft rules that you can't take yep. the only son. So I was I'm good. also my father's only son. But then I had a kid. Well, that fucking null and voids that fucking surname shit anymore because now I already have a fucking spawn out there spreading Waterfield seeds. So that's when I got obesely out of shape to where they don't even want me now. It's like if the draft <laughs> come along, they're like, fuck you, man. You can't do one chin up. Get out of here, buddy. So that's, I, I, I didn't let myself go. I'm strategically keeping myself out of the fucking services. In a fight with Korea, I'm pretty sure Trump sends you. 
I think I'm safe. Safe! <laughs> these tits, man. I worked on these tits. These tits are keeping They're me They're a national treasure. Bound. That's what's going to keep you home. They're a they national are. treasure. They are, man. Plus, they don't want to take down my website, man. I get too many clicks on that. <laughs> clicks for Bubba's tits. <laughs> dot com. Great, dot dot com. Org. Oh, well, I suppose uh, let's get into what we're drinking first, and then we'll get into our sponsors, and then we'll get fucking tally hoeing. I like to So I guess tallies. that means we're going to be taking a little trip to the refrigerator. Refrigerator, why do I love you so? Because you hold my food and my beer, so you're my heart and soul. Refrigerator. Yeah. I'm back from the refrigerator. What you I love got, the refrigerator. What you got, Pasty White? What did you grab from I love the, the refrigerator? refrigerator so much? I got a mini refrigerator in the studio. Woo-hoo! Yeah. I am drinking on Surrey Brewing Company's Extra Citra Pale Ale. Once more. Surely it's surly. Yes. And you, sir, what are you inviting on? I'm going old school. I'm bringing it back to 1992, motherfucker. I'm taking it way back. I got myself a little bit of... Let me see if you can see what I can see. Baby! I got myself a Colt 4540. Baby, that's all we need. 40 ounces of delicious goodness going down my gullet. I love that shit. I love that shit! Have you played Edward 40 hands, Colt 45? Yeah, where you tape fucking 40s to each your hand and you can't take them off yes. till they're both finished? Hell yeah! Yes. That was the shit back Actually, in the day. Actually, when I learned the game, everybody's like, it's just one hand. How else are you gonna smoke? No, you gotta. You well, that's, gotta the, do- that's, that's the incentive. You don't get right. to smoke till the fucking shit's gone. <laughs> there's gotta be an incentive. If it's one hand, there's no incentive. And then and people what- start fucking bashing people's heads in and shit when they're drunk. It's fucking fun, man. I don't think, I honestly don't think we ever called it Edward 40 hands, though. I think we just called it tape 40s to your hand. (laughs) I don't know that we had a cute name for it. (laughs) 40 hands. That's what we played. There's probably a res name for it or something. (laughs) 40 hands and no foreskin. (laughs) If you weren't circumcised, you don't get the bottle. Better snip that shit before you get that lick. (laughs) <laughs> shit back at the original fucking fat camp I rolled up with 200 plus cigarettes pre-rolled and 40 40s in the trunk nice that's how I did it that's very delicious and now they got oh, have you noticed oh. that now they got 42 ounces have you seen no that? I don't buy 40s anymore I'm, I'm an adult they're fucking popping them out I know I haven't bought them forever and now I got this son of a bitch and there's a whole it's bunch good, of them. but if you don't get through it before it's warm, it's fucking pointless. Like OE800 now is in a 42-ounce or two, but it's that plastic bottle shit. But they're throwing yeah. them out in 42 ounces for the same price. It's like, I guess, you know, two extra ounces for the same price. Okay. Oh. Back then it was all about like shit like Axe Head. Shit that was stronger in a 40-ounce bottle. Right. Oh. 
ridiculous. All that high gravity fucking shit. God, yeah, that's yeah. Sick shit. Sick shit. We we pull that out halfway through the night. I never started a night on fucking high gravity. I pull that out halfway through the <laughs> night when I didn't give a shit anymore. That was when I pulled that out. My sister, she'd fucking drink that shit warm to start out. I mean, oh, she's God. a fucking beast. Fuck she's that. a beast. You don't when drink it comes that, that shit for the taste. Oh, you man, don't. Why? No, you you fucking you either drink it for the fucking buzz or you use it for fucking paint remover. Good All shit. Forties. Right. Why haven't I thought about We need to start a fucking micro company that only bottles in forties. Uh, we we'd make I think we'd make bank on that. Doesn't anybody do that? Somebody probably does. There's all sorts of different 40s out there, though, now, man. There's 40s you ain't even knew they had 40s of and shit. And now, like, Bud Light and fucking and Miller have 40s and shit. I'm like, why yeah. are you get the fuck out of here with you? Get out of here. Fucking, nah, we ain't playing that. <laughs> fuck that. If I'm buying, like, you might as well just buy a fucking six-pack or something than to get a 40 right. of Bud Light. <laughs> fuck you. 40 of Bud Light in my ass. They got a Mickey's 40. I'm like, man, if I'm doing Mickey's, I'm going grenades. That's the only way I'm doing Mickey is grenades. Right. The caps, man, the caps. Well, yeah, man, it gives my son something to do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm drunk, half passed out. Dad, I want to do something. Figure out these They got to put a really, really hard one. They got to put a really difficult one on the 40 bottles. Since you only get one, it's got to last you. No, they don't put them on the 40 bottles. It pisses me off. Yeah, I know. Stupid. Stupid. All right, so folks, we got a new sponsor this week. Yes. We're moving up in the world. Uh, Audible, you may have heard of Audible for all of your uh, audiobook needs. Audible is now sponsoring the show. So go ahead, check out Audible. You can go and get a free month if you put in various codes, but we don't got a code because they don't love us that much yet. Actually, go there and put in beef sticks and just see what happens. Maybe those codes don't even mean (laughs) shit. But anyways, Audible is being good, and, and they are supporting us. So we are going to support them. They have a new book out now. It's Fifty Shades of Grey, as read by Gilbert Godfrey. And so we are going to share a clip. Audible.com presents Fifty Shades of Grey, the erotic best-selling novel read by Gilbert Gottfried. My inner goddess has stopped dancing and is staring too, open mouth and drooling slightly. Hear it the way it was meant to be heard. Keep still, he orders, and slowly he inserts his thumb inside me, rotating it around and around, stroking the front wall of my vagina. No fisting, you say. Anything else you object to? I agree to the fisting, but I'd really like to claim your ass. Famed voice actor Gilbert Gottfried gives a reading that can only be described as sensual. Holy fuck is this wrong! But holy hell is it erotic. Thank you, Avil, for that clip. And thank you to Monster Wear Clothing for bringing us high-quality 
vinyl decals and t-shirts handcrafted by fine Minnesotan people from the forest brought to you with low shipping places great quality merchandise fast turnaround times if you're looking for hockey masks t-shirts decals or whatever else you can think of hit up Corey Matthews at Monster Clothing you know you had a pause there at the forest and I swore you were going to say forest moon of Endor (laughs) (laughs) I should (laughs) have made in the forest moon of Endor by Wookiees and Ewoks (laughs) oh Good shit, but we gotta move, folks. We gotta move. We're, we're, it's time to tweet. I, I accidentally tweet myself earlier, and I gotta wipe. Tweet it all over yourself. But uh, but it's time to tweet. And you know, we got a couple. We got a lot of uh, uh, multiple tweets. We got tweets from multiple folks here. Like like one like not just one tweet from one person, but multi. Kind of interesting. A kind of interesting tweet week. Are there any? Are there any? You're, you're ecstatic to read, Pasty. You want me to run down the line and and you want to respond on them? Do you want to shit some out yourself? How you want to do it, buddy? We can go every other, as long as it's not a story. Every, you know what? Actually, every other works because they kind of go into each other. So. Uh, mm, sounds I'll, like fifty shit. Yeah. Right. 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 So you, if you want to pop off the first one, man, and take the virginity, I'll I'll take sloppy seconds and put it in the bum hole. Right. Well, our first tweet comes from a great friend of the podcast, Mr. Vince Russo. Great At friend, Vince Russo. I'm <coughs> yes, sir. I killed pro wrestling just like Muhammad Ali killed professional boxing. Never been the same since the day he left. So bu- so good. Nobody could ever follow his act. Um, damn, that's that's pretty. That that's a good comeback. I love that comeback. I wish I I'm gonna steal that comeback at some point because uh, because I like that. It basically says it, you know. Yeah, I guess you know Muhammad Ali killed the business because uh, the business was never the same after he was gone. I dig it. Um, Vince Russo is nowhere near the Muhammad Ali of pro wrestling. <laughs> I wouldn't even call him the Muhammad Ali of pro wrestling writing. Not that I know who I guess that would have to be Vince McMahon. You would have to give it to Vinnie Mac. But Obviously, so he's one. I love the fucking, I love the comeback. I've, I'm going to steal it. So this next one is kind of a series of tweets by our good old Vinnie Rue. And it started with a, uh... With a match with some of our uh, our European, um, what do you want to call them? WWE European guys. Uh, you had Pete Dunne, you had Tyler Bate, and a couple other guys. They did something. Fucking, I'm behind on NXT. It's NXT ropes. I don't know what they did, and I apologize. But anyway, somebody was like, yo! Because they did a badass move, right? <coughs> if I know, excuse me. If I know Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate, it's a badass move. So Vince Russo had to fucking reply with, yeah, 
That would happen if the match was real. Suspension of dis- disbelief is forever gone in professional wrestling. And that's why all the casuals went bye-bye. Only the marks and kids remain. You want to read Pete's response? Pete responded with, If you're that worried about spending disbelief, suspending disbelief, I don't even know what I said. It's, it's more difficult to say than, than you fucking think. Belief. <laughs> you wouldn't tweet stuff like this. Hashtag hypocrisy. And never one to stay out of the fucking argument, the young bucks replied, with you guys should have done something more realistic, like a Judy Bagwell on a pole match. <laughs> to anybody fucking listening to this who doesn't fucking know, um, if there was a while there in WCW when Vince Russo was head writer that he was just throwing shit on a pole left and right. He literally had like a Viagra on a pole match and a bunch of other stuff. Well, there's a wrestler called Marcus Buff Bagwell, who is actually now a male prostitute. You can find him at, uh, oh, fuck, what is it called? Somethingangels.com. I frequent it. We should get him to sponsor us. We should. Or we should Um, sponsor him. I think, oh, it's cowboysforangels.com. And you can find him there. But anyways, he had a match where he put the, the dude's mom... And they called it Judy Bagwell on a pole. They actually put her on a forklift. Um, a little side note. I don't know because I've never met the guy. But rumor and innuendo states that um, Buff Bagwell has his mom shave his bag for him. And I'm like, that's a pretty cool mom. I mean, you know. That's a pretty cool mom that'll shave your bag for you. And there's a lot of girlfriends that won't shave your bag for you. Right. And his mom shaves his bag for him. That's that's a good relationship they have there. Yeah, hey. It's a good, healthy relationship. He loves his mama. All right. Now, the next one's kind of cut off, so I'm going to steal it from you, Pasty. Yeah, you go right but ahead. You can, I was going to make you can, anyway. Yeah, but you can follow up with it. So basically, what happened was um, Kevin Steen's wife, Karen. She her uh, her her Twitter and her social media deleted all pictures of her and Kevin or Kevin by himself. In fact, they only left one picture of Kevin, and that was with her and their daughter and Kevin up there. She was also writing things. Uh, one person wrote, wrote, wow, KO wife, he is really lucky. And another person put heart faces. She replied to them and said, don't tag that piece of shit liar. Talking about Kevin Owens. Then responding to the, um, um, he is lucky, his wife, she's like, not anymore, LOL. And then again, she responded with, anymore, he's not. <coughs> So do you wanna you wanna follow up on what her follow up tweet was there, Pasty? It got it got the internet fucking roaring. Yeah, it did. I heard about this shit right away. I was like, eh, who cares? <laughs> right. She responded with, "You guys, I saw this not long ago. I got hacked. It's very upsetting. None of this is true. Everything is good. Kevin deleted his because someone tried to get into his." Probably the same person who got into mine. 
So it was all uh, it was all bullshit. Somebody hacked their account, did all of that. In this day and age, that's how easy it fucking is. Uh, Kevin Owens responded also a while later with, Social media is an absolute cesspool. The way some people try and ruin people's lives for no apparent reason is genuinely depressing. My Instagram is gone again, and now people are going after my wife too. It's disgusting. Needless to say, I would never do this to my family. So uh, it seems like all is good in the in the Kevin Owens front. Yeah, but it's, it's weird. You know, some people have nothing better to do, and they'll they'll hack into that shit, and they'll just make shit up. I, I get that, and I know it gets done. It's just <coughs> weird timing. With all of the leaving the the South American tour and shit like that. Yeah, and when when Triple H, yeah, like. I do not like these fucking earbuds, dude. I say I'm too drunk to wear earbuds, but that shouldn't have any fucking. (laughs) That shouldn't have anything to fucking do with it. I've been drinking since like fucking 8 o'clock last night. I haven't even been to sleep. I'm on a good fucking bender I think we'll keep it up tonight too what are you got next nothing Uh, I'm I'm sorry I'm still like pondering the possibility I mean it could be something going on with Owens and his family you just I mean you never know I had so far and she snapped. I could see it. If I know it is, some women. I mean, we don't get me wrong. We'll report every second of it if it is. But at the same time, it's their business. And if they don't right. put it out on social media, I'm not going to delve into it any more than than what I see. If we get reports of shit, we're going to report it to you because that's our job. You know, our job is to help sling mud, whether it's a fucking glorious job or not. Glorious. Right. I don't know. That's one to ponder, folks. Take it as you will. I'm I'm taking it, you know, I'm taking it as I read it. They both say they were hacked. They say nothing's going on. Um, I love the fact, you know, we, I don't even think we brought this up. Somebody fucking, I don't even remember who it was, had a picture of Kevin Owens and, and posted something. I don't remember what the fuck it is. And somebody responded with, God, that's the worst fucking picture of Kevin Owens ever. And Kevin Owens took that picture and said, what do you mean I'm gorgeous? And he saved it, and that's now his Twitter picture. It's a really awkward fucking <laughs> ooh, picture. Yeah. If anybody just, just go and look up, look on Twitter, uh, Kevin Owens. It's at Fight Owens Fight. But uh, <laughs> that that's the thing that I was looking through tweets, and it's like I didn't put it on two tweets. You had to see the picture, and it really didn't. It didn't have anything to do with anything. But I'm just sitting here looking at the picture, and I figured I'd bring it up. That yeah, there was. Just a really shitty picture of Kevin Owens, and because somebody pointed out how shitty it was, he decided to save it and use it as his profile picture. I fucking love Kevin Owens when it comes to social media. He's like a social media god. (coughs) So up next, we've got a tweet from the Woken Matt Hardy. He said, and I'm not going to do this in the Matt Hardy voice because I can't. <laughs> so if you can, you should just take it. 
Uh, no, man, because he doesn't have a real fucking... I'm not good at fucking... <laughs> at uh, um, doing a... Uh, I can't even think of the word now. Sounding like a different fucking area, but he's got his own fucking twist on it. Accent, accent. He's got his own fucking made-up accent that I don't even think I can... Yeah, it's like 80 different accents. So go it's ahead. weird, and... but it's consistent with him, and that's even more like mind-bending to me. So go ahead and tear it apart, Loke, without the accent. All right. So here's an idea, and this is something I really want to do, but I want to get really one of those slow, insightful piano, like, backgrounds for, like, when somebody's sitting at a desk and writing, and it's kind of sad and deep, and there's just that piano melody going. Then I want to read the tweets like this. I communicated with Jason Jordan's soul following his raw battle. This rapscallion has only dwelled in a previous vessel before the, and it was one of a jackass. How how, how utterly apropos. How apropos. It's all coffee shop style. I would love to do our two yeah, tweets like that. I, I just <laughs> think that's funny. I think that's funny. And now another one that's related to Woken Matt. Good old Gold Dust. He put out a tweet. Said, Shattered Dreams Productions needs to film... A Matt Hardy Woken short film. Intriguing? <laughs> and Matt responded with, That sounds positively delightful. Delightful! <laughs> I fucking love it. I, You know what? I, I'm going to spend a lot of time shitting on this whole thing. or, or, or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the fucking devil, devil's advocate on this coming up. But for right now, I'm just going to say I fucking love it, and I'm happy, and I'm so excited for what could become. And th- just little things like that get me giddy. Just just a little delightful just gets me giddy. You know, before we started recording today, I was scrolling, and I saw a headline about how WWE has already ruined the broken Matt Hardy character, and I'm like, shut the fuck up. They're working on it. They'll do their best, but hopefully Matt will fight back. It's, uh, to me, the promo between him and Bray Wyatt felt like broken Matt Hardy, and I thought it was completely broke. He has the same robe, which is great. He's got the same exact mannerisms and things he says, and then he says, I am woken, and I'm like, oh, okay, fine, whatever. It makes sense, because they're going to be out of there at Mania, probably. That gives them plenty of time to tell the stories they need to tell with the character. And then he goes and he's still broken wherever he wants to be. But WWE would own his gimmick. They, they'd have to. So we will uh, we'll have plenty of time to talk about this when we get into Raw. And I'm going to save my save my thoughts until then. Because we, cause we, could, we could spend a whole fucking a whole, a whole show on this if we wanted to. And I, I, I don't think we should at this moment. And for no. the sake of trying to keep us on time, I'm dead on time right now. We're starting our news, notes, and rumors. So, Pasty, um, you are unqualified. I am. You, know you are unqualified. I'm unqualified. I'm pretty sure, um, according to Triple H, everybody listening to this is unqualified. Because Triple H said in an interview with The National... That fans are not qualified by my standards. Fans are not qualified to boo Roman Reigns. What, you may ask? 
Well, here is an excerpt from the interview. These are Triple H's own words. He said, and he's talking about Triple or he's talking about Roman Reigns here, folks. I think he's one of the best that the WWE have right now. Roman is in a unique position because the fans tend to believe that he is this chosen one that the WWE wants in this position. So they choose not to accept that position. But the truth is, and some people will listen to this and want to argue against it, but honestly, most of the people who argue against it aren't qualified to make that argument. I am, he said with a puffed out chest. Roman is one of the most skilled performers, bar none, in the WWE right now, and that is on every level. It is funny that Roman goes to the ring every night, and there is a decision being made whether they want to boo him or cheer him, depending on where you are, and depends what is done. (coughs) Excuse me. Oh. Honestly, I think that quote was misconstrued (laughs) and written on behalf of the national reporters. What I think Triple H really said, because he's insane and he's taken too many bumps and he's not all there in the head, I think what he said is the fans will be disqualified if they boo Roman Reigns. He probably barred the fans from ringside, except it's a (laughs) no-DQ match, so they can't get rid of him. That's the problem they fucking have. I love how he says Roman is one of the most skilled performers, bar none, in WWE right now. I think AJ Styles might argue that. Seth Rollins might argue that. Cesaro might argue that. Kevin Owens might argue that. Hideo Itami, Finn Balor, a million and one. Neville, a million and one people might argue that he is the most skilled performer, bar none. That being yeah. said, I defend Roman Reigns. Roman for a Reigns lot of has stuff. beat most of those people. He has. <laughs> that is true. He has. He's been beaten by most of those people. Also, don't forget. Well, yeah. Got to um, give some to get some. I defend him as far as um, he he tries hard, and he's definitely yeah, he, he is miles ahead of where he was two years ago, easily. But you know, he even said in his promo this week, he's like. I've been here for seven years putting in hard work, and I literally fucking chuckled. Because it's like, dude, most of the performers right now spent seven years at least before even getting to the WWE. So fucking stop your fucking I've been here seven years bullshit. You've been here seven years fucking walking down the carpet with Triple H and Vince McMahon holding your hand. Now, don't right. get me wrong. Again, he's put a lot in, and he's It is funny hard. that he's done seven years of work, and he's finally starting to gain traction <laughs> like his, like a superstar on the indies. Yeah. It, you it's know what good. I mean? It's good he's putting the maybe, work in. Maybe and Vince and, and the rest of the higher-ups should actually look <laughs> at this and say, you got to build a guy for years before you can put him in that situation. You know, if what if there wasn't AJ Styles? And Roman Reigns was the one who left tour to come over and save the pay-per-view. You know what I mean? Nobody would have given a shit and it would have made people hate him even more. Exactly. Exactly. You know, there, there's people like an AJ... You know, you look at AJ Styles. And AJ <coughs> Styles... He's been elevating a lot of fucking WWE's talent. 
Now you look at, at Roman Reigns, because he, I, I didn't put this in our news and notes, but he actually had an interview where he said something like he feels he's the, he feels he's the best uh, talent they have right now. In-ring worker, I think he said. And it's like, Roman's had some really good big, and he, he specifically said big matches. Somehow, I remember he's, he, he specified big matches. And it's like, he has had some really good big matches. But it seems like all of his big matches have been with people who can help carry him. I'm not saying they carried Roman Reigns through the whole match. But I'm saying all of his big matches have basically been people that can help carry him, can help put the yeah. weight in. Where you look but at I, I do got to give Roman credit, though, because I, I feel like he's taken something from every one of them. Oh, and yeah. And used it to make himself better in the long term. He seems to be learning. I agree with you Definitely. 100%. I'm not a Roman basher, and I want good things for him, and I feel like the IC title is the perfect place for him. I, I feel like, like they're Roman using Reigns it wrong. Roman is like a classic JRPG. Yeah. You get a new ability after you defeat a boss. <laughs> Now they're going to use it to have it on him shortly. And Man, that's why he cocks his arm. <laughs> there you go. He steals his enemy's powers. That's it. That's it. Give him a blue suit made out of plastic. Let's do this. Mega Man. <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. That's actually like really that. good. I like that, too. I like that a lot. He is like <laughs> Mega Man. Um... I don't know. This just Triple H. You know what? I I still say there's there's all these people who say once Vince is gone, Triple H is going to make WWE great. Triple H is a mini Vince, despite what everybody wants to believe. Triple H is not going to give the company to Finn Balor's and Kevin Owens and AJ Styles once Vince is gone. Triple H is still going to give the company to Braun Strowman's, to Roman Reigns, and to Jinder Mahal's because that's what Triple H grew up with and that's what he believes. Triple H was right there with fucking uh, um, Kevin Nash is coining the phrase fucking vanilla midget. <coughs> Triple H is helping these young guys, but he'll never push them. Not the way we want him to. So, sorry folks. Just accept that fucking dream is gone. And not only is that dream gone, Jim Johnston is also gone, pasty white. You know the name Jim Johnston. He was let go from WWE. He's the man who's been responsible for many of the themes that we grew up with, many of the themes that we still remember today that hold a place in our heart. He was the music man of the, the themes 90s that made the us go out era. and buy compact discs. Truly, all of the themes on the show. Truly, he did The Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Mankind, Mr. McMahon, Shane O'Mac, DX, and many, 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 many more. So much more. Um, now fear not. Because the future sounds of WWE are in good hands. You've heard us talk about CFO Money before, and CFO Money mm. is going to stay on as the sole music producer of WWE. And although I don't like their moniker with the dollar sign fucking name, they've been doing most of the theme songs lately. That include Bobby Roode, Jinder Mahal, AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, Samoa Joe, Shinsuke fucking Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura, yeah, they did Shinsuke's, you're right. I mean, they've done all these fucking amazing songs. So, 
I was part of a Facebook debate, <coughs> and somebody said, Jim Johnston's gone. Now we'll have to listen to these wrestler themes with six-bar sounds that repeat themselves with a hook. And somebody else pointed out that he made Stone Cold's theme song and The Rock's theme song. <laughs> and, and those are the most repetitive theme songs right. of all time. Um, I mean, he's surely going to be missed. He oh, yeah. is a man Very much that so. I hope and I, I don't expect will be in the Hall of Fame. I hope he goes in the Hall of Fame he next should. year. He definitely should. I don't think he will. See, he is one of the people that would actually fit into the category of the Warrior Award if they did it the way the Warrior actually said it should be done. Because when Warrior accepted his Hall of Fame award and said he wanted a Warrior Award to be made, or he said he wanted an award to be made, he actually named it after, I don't remember who it was, but it was a backstage guy that did a lot, but he said the unsung heroes of WWE, the guys behind the scenes who put in the work day in and day out, who don't get in front of the camera and don't get the recognition. They're the ones who should get an award. The Warrior didn't mean for his award to go to these stupid fucking retarded or fucking no-legged motherfuckers. No offense, you know, to mentally challenged and, and physically handicapped folks. I don't mean that. What I'm saying is that's not what his award, what he wanted it to be for. He wanted it to be for the people working backstage who don't get uh, recognition. And Jim Johnston would be perfect for this. He's a backstage guy who we all know his work, but most folks probably don't know his name. You got anything more on that, Pasty? I definitely think he should be in the Hall of Fame. He was great. But at the same point, I'm kind of happy to see him go. Not that I don't love him and everything he's done, and I appreciate his work. He's been around for a long time. The world has to move on. I mean, it just does. And there comes to be a point in everybody's life, and you can't fight it. But you eventually stop keeping up with the, the current sounds. Now, could they... And like? So I'm happy to see it handed down to people, a capable team. Yeah, yeah. And I'm one of the people, I don't know how all the inner workings backstage work, but I look at it like, couldn't you just give him a job of producing the music on the DVDs or something? Like, couldn't you keep him hired and just not have him making all the theme music for all your characters? Like, could he do the fucking DVD and, and, and the themes for the shit on the network? I don't know. But, nonetheless, we got injury updates for you folks. There are two... Updates that need to be made. Our truth is having surgery for an undisclosed injury. He went on Twitter to let folks know that the reason he hasn't been on TV is because he is getting prepared for surgery for an injury, but he did not state what that injury was. Also injured, but still fighting through it, is Seamus. And he has come out and said he is dealing with spinal stenosis. If that sounds familiar, folks, that is the same injury that benched both Edge and Stone Cold Steve Austin. And if you could tell from the si from the sound of the name, it includes the spinal cord. It's an injury with the spinal region. So um, not, not something to play around with, but it's obviously not bad enough to keep him out yet. <coughs> That's rough. I feel like Seamus has finally found a place for himself. 
You know, I don't I think don't... I've ever liked Sheamus more than I like him now. I would have to agree with you. I have never been a big <coughs> Sheamus guy other than when he first started. He was always the, the two man, the two move guy. Yeah. But in a tag team, not not a stable, but in a tag team, there's just enough moves yeah. <laughs> to keep it fresh. It, it hides his weaknesses and accentuates his positives, you know? I like Quick shout-out to the live chat. Somebody's homie, watch me suck, said, what the fuck are you on, LMAO? <laughs> oh, man, you don't even want to know. I could say, I can, you know what? I'll, I responded uh, with, woke and brilliance. What's you on, fam? I'll send you a fucking, uh, I'll send you a list of some <laughs> of the shit I'm on. My man, and then, uh, and then, well, we'll see. We'll see if you can come up with it. We'll see if we can figure out. On to some impactful deals, motherfuckers. Don Callis has been hired in a management position at Impact Wrestling. People, Don Callis, you might remember as Cyrus the Virus from ECW. Uh, he was in WWE as the Jekyll, I believe. Um, he's got a smart mind for wrestling, and this is a very good pickup for Impact. Uh, I think he can only do good. Him coming in uh, comes in with two other folks who have uh, renewed their contracts. Johnny Impact, also known as John Morrison from the WWE, he has re-signed with Impact Wrestling, and his fiance Taya Valkyrie, has also renewed her contract. A report from PW Insider states the deal will allow both Taya and Johnny to perform for both Impact and film the next season of Lucha Underground, which has been renewed. It is officially going to get a fourth season. I'm super stoked. I was worried about it. I'm so happy there's going to be a fourth season of Lucha Underground. Now, in addition to hiring Don Callis and, re and reinstating both uh, uh, Johnny Impact and Taya, the company has also parted ways with quote-unquote Big John Gabrick. Um, you know him from WWE Tough Enough. He's been in WWE forever, worked in Impact for a long time. And Dutch Mantel. Many of you know Dutch Mantel as uh, Uncle Zebediah. Zeb Coulter, uh, he was with um, Alberto El Patron and Jack Swagger Jack for a Swagger. while. <coughs> he's also a really and brilliant Taro. mind. Yes, he's a really brilliant wrestling mind, so he's going to be missed there in Impact. But, and an um, amazing mustache. Don, oh, yes, I, I am so jealous of his stash. But Don <laughs> Callis should do good things for Impact. I, I honestly hope Impact keeps moving forward. I want to see them keep moving forward, doing positive things, turning their shit around. Yeah, we need somebody to give and their wrestlers once the wrestlers are sick of playing in TNA or Impact. My uh, my throat's running away with me, Pasty. Do you want to take a couple of these news bites for us, please? Yes, sir. His story? No. Story. WWE Sasha Banks set to make history tonight. The two women will be facing each other as part of WWE's upcoming show in Abu Dhabi and marks the first ever WWE women's match to take place in the UAE. 
historically non-feminist nation. UAE, by the way, is the United Arab Emirates, folks. United Arab Emirates. It's an area such as, like, the United States. It's a group of of, of places. Go ahead, Pasty. I don't mean to interrupt. Yes. And it will be for the Raw Women's Championship. But wait! There's an update! I'm getting this in my headset right now as we speak. Sasha and Alexa wrestled in a full in full body attire as in there was no skin showing other than their faces. Please note there was a This Is Hope chant about women and men. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, this this is I mean this is big. This is big for just women in general. That that part of the country is not um I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to be as PC as possible. They're not as open to women's rights as a lot of other areas. Um religious wise, they have different beliefs, whether it's right or wrong. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. But um but it's cool. Uh, the the fact that they they wrestled in full body attire uh, part of that is that um in that part of the world they don't like their women to show skin. Some people look at that as controlling their women. I'm of the side. I look at both both sides of it. It's like over there they cover their women up in America. We have our women run around half naked and objectify them. Is either one right? No. Um, there's a middle ground that's that's correct. I don't believe women have to be covered up because they they just can't show any of their body. But I don't think it's fair that we objectify women and have them run around half naked and that's the only way they can get attention. So it's not that they're negative for doing that. That part of the world just has a different... Uh, a different way of thinking. The same way if you're in, in European nations and you look at America, we got some really stupid ways of thinking as far as uh, gun control, as far as rape, as far as prison, all sorts of shit that honestly seems really weird to European nations. Uh, you know, those kind of things seem different to us. So it's really cool that they could actually have a women's match and the fact that there's people out there chanting, this is hope, this is hope, I think hopefully gives some of the women over there hope that they can go out there and pursue some kind of sports on their own and be their own woman. I don't know what the rules and regulations are over there. I don't know how much they're held back as far as competing in sports like this. I honestly don't know. But I, I just think this is super cool. I really think this is cool. It is a big step forward. It's one of these things that makes me happy to be a wrestling fan when there's so many times that it makes me unhappy to be a wrestling fan or embarrassed to be a wrestling fan. This is one of the times that makes me very happy. Very, very happy. You know me to take this next one to home I'll take this next one. You can take the one after that. <laughs> Delete video. The Woken Matt Hardy segment made its official debut 
This past Monday on Raw, he appeared during a pre-taped promo interrupting Bray Wyatt. We talked about it a little earlier on the show. The YouTube post of the video has gained over a million views in just one day. 1.2 million at the time of me writing this. And that was about three hours ago. So it's probably pretty, pretty close to what it's at now. It appeared to be in the top 25 trending videos of all of YouTube. To put this in a little perspective though, the Roman Reigns versus Jason Jordan match from the same show is currently sitting at 1.3 million views as of writing. Um, Jason Jordan versus Roman Reigns match. I think, I mean, you could take that as a negative that, it, that this garnered less than it, but for something, uh, I think the fact that Woken Matt is about on the same par as Roman versus Jason or any Roman Reigns match, I think is pretty cool. Yeah. I think that's big numbers. <coughs> I think uh, I think people are telling their friends. Because that one point two million, a good chunk of that is people that didn't watch Raw. Whose right. friends told them about it whether they know of the broken character or not. And they'll probably tune in next week. That's what we hope. That's what WWE hopes for. That's what we hope for. That's good stuff. WWE Hall of Famer Bret Hart has reportedly filed a lawsuit against Dr. Justin Young for what he claimed, what is claiming is botched wrist surgery. Per a report from CalgarySun.com, Hart reportedly got surgery on his right wrist two years ago in relation to an injury he sustained back in 1981, where he chipped his scaffold, one of eight small bones of the wrists, not a scaffold. (laughs) Two different things. Slightly. One you fall off of, the other one you hope you don't fall on when you fall off the scaffold. You can break your scaffold from falling off a scaffold. That's what I'm saying. I just took the long road. Bad roads. When Hart visited Dr. Young, he claimed that he could repair the wrist with a partial fusion of the wrist bones. The surgery took place on November 23rd in 2015. Six weeks later, Hart returned to Dr. Young's office to have three pins removed and also complained about the pain and swelling in his wrist. He also complained that the thumb and index finger would not function. Young reportedly told Hart to wait and see how it healed. However, the pain and immobility of his fingers continued through the visits in March, April, and August. Hart now claims that Young and his team were negligent and breached their responsibility to care for him. He is also claiming that Young and his team left a tourniquet on his right arm for far too long, which cut off circulation to his nerves and tendons on right index finger and thumb. As a result, those fingers were injured and immobilized by the lack of oxygen they were receiving. Hart claims he is now unable to perform in recreational and social activities, such as fingering his wife and full-handed masturbation. As a result of the injury, including actions such as using pens, pencils, inserting his thumb in his wife's ass, 
using eating utensils and dressing himself without assistance. Hart underwent another <coughs> surgery in October, however. The effects are not yet known. Uh, a lot Any thoughts to, on this, Fat Mac? A lot to take away from that. A lot to take away from that. Um, <coughs> You know... I, I sit and I think about poor Bret Hart, and I don't mean this sarcastically. I mean, the motherfucker... His career was cut short by a fucking un, un, uh, not well-timed kick to the head and got him the concussion. Um, his brother was killed in the ring. He got screwed at SummerSlam. I mean, he's had injury after injury. Um, I, I don't... I believe him in what he says as far as this has as far as this goes. Do I believe you know is he is he exaggerating slightly? I wouldn't be surprised. It is Bret Hart. Yeah, the Bret Hart we know, I mean he loves to <laughs> bitch and complain. And I, at least me I assume almost every bitch and complain has about 75% fact to it. Yeah. But I think he embellishes and gets a little woe is me. But at the same time... You know what I, help him? A little bit of that DDP yoga. A little bit of that DDP yoga. It couldn't hurt. You know, I, I get woe is me feeling every now and then with bullshit I go through. And this guy lost a lot. He went from being... He literally went from being the stone cold of a company. I mean, he was stone cold Steve Austin before he left WWE. Stone Cold didn't happen until fucking Bret Hart left. That's not to say there wasn't a Stone Cold character, but the Stone Cold route we remember as the greatest thing there didn't happen until Hart left and arguably wouldn't have happened if Hart stayed. He was always going to be the main guy. He went from being the Stone Cold of a company to being a fucking afterthought in a fucking overbloated NWO. And after that, I mean, everybody just, everybody looks at him as the pity party and all of this, and it's just, I I feel bad for the guy. I honestly feel bad for him, and I believe him. I believe that he had botched wrist surgery, and he, he has a hard time sticking his thumb in his wife's ass and using a fucking fork. At the same time, or separate. <laughs> Do you often stick your thumb in one's ass while using a fork? Uh, often, no. In that same hand? Fairly regularly, yes. <laughs> I uh, I do a lot of... You know, what are you eating with the fork? You know, and, and honestly, and we're, we're going to get super honest here. <laughs> there was a time that I inserted multiple vegetables into a gal and then later on used those vegetables to cook supper for a different gal. <laughs> uh, and then me and the original gal fucking had a good laugh about it and shit like that turns me on. So I, I'm not going to lie. I, I've done something like that and shit like that turns me on and I'm sorry for that. But that's the person I am. Take me as you will. Hey, man, take me to greener pastures. Some folks want to go to greener pastures. Is Dolph Ziggler one? 
Dolph Ziggler went out. He had an interview. He stated in the interview, I have a very short amount of time left to figure out if I want to do that again, meaning WWE, or if there's something to reach for. All I could reach for is fun-ass matches and tearing it down on the weekends because it doesn't seem to be a specific great prize to be reaching for here that I can attain. So I can be patted on the back and told, You're our guy! You're our Shawn Michaels! You're so good at this! We can't do this without you! And then kind of see a bunch of guys not in that position coast right by. Roman Reigns! <coughs> Excuse me. So there are no hurt feelings. It's a show business. Uh, it's a sh sorry. It's a show business thing where I love it, and in a very short time, I will have to decide if I need to go away and do my own thing, or if I need to find a different role here. That is Dolph Ziggler contemplating leaving WWE or staying with WWE. Well, uh, he lays it out pretty bluntly. He'd be in the Bullet Club in half a second. You know, I get sick of every WWE guy leaving WWE and joining Bullet Club, but I would but love Dolph, to see Dolph in the Bullet Club. He would be great. Yeah, He, he actually deserves to be there. Oh, yeah. He fits right in. <laughs> it would be awesome. And, hey, I know a certain Bullet Club venue that's got a 10,000-seat show coming up pretty soon that could use Dolph's name. Right. Holy shit. How many WWE guys do you think that's going to entice enough to leave Oh man! If depending on how successful or, or unsuccessful that is, it's going to make a huge difference on the future of WWE. Uh, for folks that don't know, we don't have this in the news this week, but if you listened last so week, um, the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes are putting their own money, all their own money. There is no company backing this into a ten thousand seat show that they are going to put on a pro wrestling show. Sounds like things are actually going very well. I've heard a few updates from Cody Rhodes and, and, and Young Bucks, and it sounds like a venue is going to be named here shortly, as well as some match listings. Uh, I'm super excited for it. And, and um, you know, obviously I don't think uh, it would come in time for uh, Dolph Ziggler to perform in it. I mean, I just said that in jest. But, yeah, you're right. This is... How how successful this is is going to make a huge impact on WWE. And don't think for a second that WWE officials, including Triple H and Vince McMahon, don't know this. They're watching. They're fucking <laughs> watching with bated breath. It's going to be so good. I hope it sells out. And... I hope they get a. Uh, I hope they get a, a pay per view distributor or a video distributor so that I can watch it online. I really hope so. Saving some time. What else we got, Pasty? Well, you had mentioned, you're our guy. You're our Shawn Michaels. And I had to ask you to the mission of watching SmackDown. Did you catch his little segment on SmackDown? You know what? I uh, Afterwards, I was like, with I was like oh Michaels shit. Double. I was supposed to remember that, to, to watch that, and I just fucking, 
I have paid attention through it, and I didn't pay attention to what his, his hat was. I'm sorry. In the segment, he had the Shawn Michaels stubble. Yep. And a camo hat. Did he? Like a baseball cap. Yeah. I honestly have paid attention to it. I apologize. Well, that's what happens when Dolph Ziggler is on. What we've been programmed to do. Actually, I think most of well, most of SmackDown. I think I was uh, I was half passing out through it. I really hope that if he does decide to leave for the rest of his time in WWE, he's just excessively Shawn Michaels. <laughs> he is their Shawn Michaels. I mean, he's what we got. Remember Tyler Shawn Michaels Breeze. hates that, that they call him that, too. I've heard Shawn Michaels go off on yeah, about how nobody he's, needs he's to be own, the next Shawn Michaels. Yeah, he's his own Dolph Ziggler, and I agree with that. I agree 100%. I'd love to see them have a match. What you got, white boy? What you got? Pete, not done? Nope. The Bruiser recently sent out a tweet confirming that he's still taking independent bookings for January and February of 2018. There has been speculation over the last few months regarding the WWE UK television show, but it appears that nothing has yet been finalized. Dunn has been taking a backseat position on the major UK shows for companies such as ICW, Progress, RevPro, and OTT. Over the you top. You know me. Dunn himself confirmed in a recent Progress chapter show that his future in the UK was up in the air. And he appears to be hold- in a holding pattern until WWE decides exactly how they want to utilize UK talent they have under contract. Fuck, was that from your side of the fucking audio or my side, Loke? What side? That must have been from me. Sounded like a man bear pig up in here. Cool. All right. Ah, Pete Dunn, man. All of the UK guys, they need to they need to figure something out with these guys. Uh, they're, they're super they're fucking their talented. <coughs> I'm glad that they're allowed to do other bookings. It is good to hear this. This is why this is in our news segment because it's super positive to hear that he's able to take bookings. Um, Insane Championship Wrestling Progress. Rev Pro. Yeah, but even if he's top, able to take WWE still get to say yes or no. Correct. If if they decide they want to put on a show or they want to fly him to the US for something, then he has to cancel one of those shows. Correct. Um They need to figure something out. They need to figure out what they're doing with their UK talent. You know, they had this great idea, this fucking UK tournament will make a championship, and then Biggest drop angle in history. Uh, second <laughs> biggest. The next to fucking Mc, McMahon getting blown up in the limo. Come on now. Okay. But yeah, this yeah this I I don't even have, I I don't even know what to say about it other than they're just wasting these fucking talents. You know you and, and I have bad talked. news, man. If, if all their contracts expired and there was never a UK show. And 205 Live fell to pieces. 
just those failures in succession, I think they had hurt quite a bit. I mean, it would alleviate money in the WWE pockets. Yeah. But as a company, if think, two of your shows just fucked, or no, I think they could two make, of yours. Again, I'm not branches. in. I'm not in the financial fucking shit, so I don't know. But from what I see as an outsider looking at the the European wrestling market, I think WWE could make money having a European only show, a show that's based in the Europe in, in like United Kingdom, somewhere in the United Kingdom, Great Britain or somewhere, a centralized location. All of these guys can wrestle. It's aired over in the European area. It doesn't even have to be on the WWE Network. It can be their own show for those guys there. Fuck that, they get robbed. And every now and then we fucking will get a special or we'll get him in NXT or something like that. But I think they could make money off of that. I honestly think they could. They'd probably make better money off of it than trying to air it all over. Well, better than what they're wasting their money on now. They signed... Then the United Kingdom would feel guys. like they had something of their own in WWE. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, pasty. I, uh, I, uh, I thought of you when I seen this fucking... And I found this few hours before airtime. This one I dubbed, No, No, No. This might spark some debate with us, so I'm going to clear a little bit of time for this. Dave Meltzer has some new insight and updates about Daniel Bryan's WWE in-ring status, as well as a rumored upcoming feud in the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. On TV, WWE has been teasing a feud between Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. We have talked about this, pasty. But an in-ring match between the two is not something being discussed on paper. The Wrestling Observer spoke to a WWE source on December 4th that told them rumors that Bryan had been cleared were inaccurate. Vince McMahon has apparently told Daniel Bryan the decision on whether he will wrestle again for WWE or not will come from Dr. Joseph Maroon and the Board of Directors. The feud between Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon is not meant to build to a match, much like Bryan's feud with The Miz never built to one. I'm going to let you take this, pasty. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I think I think they're just, you know, the internet's starting to catch on to it, so now they got to swerve it in a direction. I think this is going to happen. I think this is going to happen at Mania. And that'll be Bryan's return at Mania. And it'll be announced the week before Mania, or something stupid like that, where they get the maximum hype for it. <clears throat> I think this is W. Like I told, I've been talking about it. WWE is learning new psychology. They have to learn the, the psychology of the internet, of media. And it wouldn't be the first time they've gone to lengths to pull something off like that. And this is not WWE stating this, correct? This isn't WWE saying this. This is Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer. Yeah. Okay, so it's not a WWE release press release. Um, yeah, but I, I definitely... I, 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 I still think... 
I stand behind my thoughts. I don't think Daniel Bryan will ever wrestle in WWE again. And I can guarantee you, Pasty, that there's no way by WrestleMania they would clear him and allow him to wrestle both. Yeah, but um, don't you think that's an Vince McMahon looks at Daniel now and sees how good he would be out there and how much no. money he'd make for himself they didn't see and it just when he wants was to make that money for his company? Fuck no, they didn't see it when he was wrestling. As long <laughs> as he's got Braun Strowman and fucking Roman Reigns and Jinder Mahal... He has no fucking... He doesn't even see Daniel Bryan. I'd be surprised if Vince nah, McMahon need, knows. I would be surprised. I'm saying it right now. I'll be surprised if Vince McMahon even knows Daniel Bryan still works for WWE. I would be surprised if Vince actually knows that. I'm going to say that right now. I'm surprised. I know Triple H knows. I would be surprised if Vince knows Daniel Bryan still works for him. Now, listen. This is the same guy... Who still, as far as we know, and according to fucking uh, Doc Gallows, doesn't know that Doc Gallows was Festus from back in the fucking 2000s. <laughs> Vince does still doesn't know that Doc Gallows was Festus. I honestly don't think Vince McMahon knows Daniel Bryan is still working for the company. And no, I think there's no way in hell he's ever so. taking a it's bump. Been, it's been I'm going to say it's take been... a bump. Like, even in a fucking segment, there's no way he's even taking a bump it's in that happened. ring for at least a year. It's happening. I'd put money on that shit. All right. We're going to see what happens. I love it. It's interesting. It is interesting, but I, I, I don't see anything happening. But there is a glowing reception. We got some positive things to end off our news and notes, and one of those is the Writers Guild of America has released the nominees for the 2018 awards ceremony, and Netflix's Glow was nominated for Best New Series and Best Comedy Series. Anybody listening who hasn't seen the show Glow... It is a retelling of the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. It's based on a true story. Um, They've completely redone it. None of it is true. None of the names are true. None of the acts are true. Uh, But it's an awesome fucking show. Pasty, you've seen the series, correct? Yeah, I liked it a whole lot. And there's a whole lot of uh, WWE wrestlers. Um, I don't know that there's... Actually, there's no WWE wrestlers. There's well, a lot of independent wrestlers that are on there, wrestlers. such as uh, Johnny Impact from Impact Wrestling. Um, Johnny Mundo. Uh, uh, um, not Ryan. Why do I want to say Ryan? Uh, what's the big guy's Alex name that used Riley. to be with The Miz? Yes, Alex Riley is on there. Amazing Kong is on there. Chavo Guerrero trained them. Um, Christopher Daniels is on there. Uh, Frankie Kazarian is on there. It's an amazing... Yeah, it's a who's who of independent wrestlers who have never been to... Yeah. People who who haven't even had to go to WWE to get their name. Um, A great show. Uh, Great, great acting. Great story. I'm excited for season two. I'm glad to see that they're getting a nomination because anything that's in the mainstream that promotes pro wrestling... I'll say in a in a positive light. There was a lot of you know they 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 were they took a realistic look at this and it was eighties pro wrestling. So there's some negatives in there. 
There's a lot of cocaine use and uh, sexuality and Ku Klux Klan and all of that. But for the most part, I'd say it shows it in a positive light. Good for them. And good for women's wrestling. So you don't hear enough about women's wrestling to begin with. Right. Pasty, I'll let you take the last news note of the day because it's an amazing news one. And because day. you taught me something new about this. I did. I can't believe you didn't know <laughs> I fucking, I didn't. Some new dope? <laughs> Apparently, Carrie Fisher, the actress who portrayed <laughs> Princess Leia, always ate her bootios in the morning. La, 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 la. Several novelty items found in her home were auctioned off recently, including a box of New Day's cereal, which reportedly had been displayed in the star's kitchen long before her death star last year. That is so awesome. That is so cool that Carrie Fisher fucking bought bootios and kept them in her fucking kitchen. <coughs> I don't know if it's That's, a... You know what? From what I've read, I don't know if it's a full box or an empty box. I don't know if she ate the bootios or if she bought it and just kept it. I'm not sure. And I'm not going to invest the money to fucking find out. Because <laughs> it's expensive shit. But, you know what, Pasty, you, 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 you taught me something new that I didn't know. Go ahead and let the world, maybe the world doesn't know, or maybe I'm the only one who didn't know this. Well, Spread the word, Herb. I was surprised that she had a box of New Day's cereal bootios. Because I thought she was a cokehead bitch who just hated everything. And Fat Max's like, what are you talking about? She's not a cokehead. There was a scandal going on about her having a coke nail back when they were shooting whatever. A New Hope. Yeah, there you go. But Carrie Fisher wouldn't do coke. Fuck no. Not my Carrie Fisher. Fuck yeah. Not my little when butthead. When Carrie Fisher died, cocaine was found in her system. <laughs> and her has a quote. A quote, you ask. A quote. Yes, a quote. My mom battled drug addiction and mental illness her entire life. My mama. She ultimately died of it. She was purposely open in all her work about the social stigma surrounding drug use. What a cunt. What a cunt. That's all I gotta say. What a <laughs> fucking cunt. No, I, you know, I'd always heard, like, like I said, the coke, fin the coke finger in A New Hope I always heard was bullshit. I just she I, was into heroin too, homie. I didn't know anything she, she about had this. A, uh, and it she, blows my she opened mind. up in a Hollywood interview talking about her alcohol and drug addiction, explaining how opioids, in particular, dialed down her manic state. It blows my mind. I didn't know this shit. I didn't know this shit. Oh yeah. Um, you know, Mark Hamill, as far as I know, isn't in any of this shit, and he does the Joker. Oh, by the way, did you see that fucking uh, uh, animated short where, like, the Joker and uh, the other guy kidnap Mark Hamill? No? I don't... I, I, it's awesome. Look it up. It's the Joker, and um, it's another guy that the Joker voices. It's another supervillain, a minor supervillain. But anyways, the two of them kidnap Mark Hamill, and then Mark Hamill keeps, like, fucking doing their voices to get them pissed off at each other. Like, huh, now you're just nothing but a loser. And, and fucking gets them pissed off at each other, and then he ends up getting away because 
Because he mimed, or, you know, fucking... Because he does the voice of the other two. It's it's fucking hilarious. It's awesome. Check it out, man. Rest in peace, Carrie Fisher. I love you. God bless you for the bootios. Never knew nothing about your coke condition. But I love you so much better now because of it. I'm not done yet. (laughs) Oh, fuck. She was a party girl, yo. God damn, if she wasn't. She took both... Hamill and Ford at the same time. In fact, I heard she let Gilbert Godfrey put his thumb inside her vagina and stroke the front wall of it. She wasn't into the fisting, though. Oh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Ah, okay. We're just going to go off the, the front page here. Fisher's Toxicology Review found evidence of cocaine, methadone, MDMA, and other drugs. So she was on a a whole cocktail of shit when she passed away. Sorry, folks, I don't got anything really to say right now. Well, he's away. God, he takes forever, doesn't he, folks? I'm leaving you hanging. Because he left me hanging. Well, I'll just hang in. <clears throat> and that is why we don't play with knives in the kitchen. So, as I was trying to tell you before you walked away and left me hanging, and I left them hanging, and we all left each other hanging. Were you supposed to keep the story going? I didn't have anywhere to go after I got there. But (laughs) Carrie Fisher's toxicology report had cocaine, methadone, heroin, and ecstasy in her system when she died. God bless her. She was a party girl, man. She's my kind of woman. She's my kind of fucking woman. God (coughs) bless her. Cocaine and heroin, people do that? Do they do that when they want to die? Yeah. I suppose so. <laughs> That's insane. Oh, it sounds like a fun time, if you ask me. <laughs> you need tiger's blood to survive that kind of shit. So let's move on to Raw this week, man. There's no pay-per-view coming up this week. Let's go to Raw. We ended up having a... Uh, an impromptu match with Roman Reigns versus Jason Jordan again. This match wasn't as good as their last match, but was still a pretty decent match, I thought. Yeah. I'm still not giving Jordan any credit right now. He kicked Frankly, out another Superman punch this week. Even though this is a storyline thing, Jason Jordan should not be calling Kurt Angle dad on WWE television. He should be calling him Sir or Kurt. Well, if he was if he was a face, yes. As a heel, he should be sucking it up and trying to get everything out of him. 
right? Yeah. I mean, to me, I look yeah. at that as a heel thing. Like, that's what they're doing as a heel. He's like, come on, Dad, do this for me, Dad. <laughs> you know, if he was a face, I would agree with you. It'd be stupid. It'd be, yes, general manager, sir, or yes, And Mr. like you Angle. said last week, it's really funny how Roman Reigns has issued an open challenge, and yet everybody has to get the okay first. <laughs> but they didn't on this one. Jason Jordan just came out, and Reigns was like, all right, we'll fucking fight. And they fight, and uh, Samoa Joe comes down, and he beats up Roman Reigns, and uh, it looks like that fucking there's going to be another match against Jason Jordan next week still. So, I mean, they're really pushing this. I mean, they're, they're doing something with this Jason Jordan thing. I don't know that they're doing the right thing. I think they fucked it up to begin with. Yeah. But at least they're fucking, they're trying them fucking troopers. <laughs> God bless them. Uh, Paige came out and defeated Sasha Banks with uh, uh, Absolution. She came out and she explained what Absolution was, and I'm glad she did that because that makes us like the group a little bit more. It gets us into their character a little bit more. Or, you know, maybe she... Was it Corey Graves that did it? Somebody explained what absolution was. Anyways, absolution is the washing away of sins. It's you're an evil person and you're horrible, but you're no longer evil or horrible. And everything that you did in the past is gone. And being as... as No, they're still on the internet page. Yeah, as much as she's done in the past, I think absolution is a fucking awesome name for her new group. Cause that's the only way you can bring this bitch back. Uh, so I found some <laughs> I found some humor in that myself. She beat Sasha Banks. I thought that was cool. They're still they're keeping her strong. Um, trying to think, was there? Uh, I don't think there was actually interference. I know that Absolution came down, but so did Mickey James and Bailey. Right. I can't think that. Uh, I don't think there was anything... I don't think there was any funny business. Now, next was something I really didn't like, Pasty. I really didn't like. And they had Enzo Amore come out, and Nia Jax came out. And apparently they have a... She was flirting with him or whatever. That's fine. But they had Nia Jax standing next to Enzo Amore side by side face-to-face, and we got to see that Nia Jax is the same height as Enzo Amore, and I feel like that kills a lot of fucking Nia Jax's beastness. Yeah. We know she's a female, and we know she's not fucking Braun Strowman, but she's a beast in her own right, but do not give us a comparison. Do not fucking stand her next to Enzo when they're the same fucking height. Do something with the oh my cameras God. or do something. No, let it let it be, man. Let it be. I want to see them form a on-screen romance and her take on an Enzo-esque personality. I don't want to see that. Pacey. She could be his big cast. But she's not big and she's not cast. It'd be great. She'd make a great New Yorker. Do it. Do it! 
It it, it I really didn't even hurt see that, me. But I love it. It really Go hurt me it. to see her stand toe to toe with Enzo and be the same height. I just felt that was maybe Enzo's a lot taller than people give him credit for. Maybe, but that doesn't change the fact that the character that you have created to be a whiny little bitch is the same height as the character that you've created to be a big fucking powerhouse. You know what I mean? Yeah, they should it, just cut out those legs and the knees. And it just gives happy. a different message. To me, it, it gives a bad message. I might be looking. I might be reading more into it. I do that sometimes, and I apologize. But to me, that wasn't good. Oh, what'd you say about chicken? I said she's still bigger than all the other women. Not taller than all the other women, but she is bigger. And you know what? I think she's fucking, I think she's sexy for her size. And I think she is a, a monster and a beast. And I love, I love the, the character Nia Jax. And I hope for the best for her. We'll I see what happens. She be- you know, Enzo That's what I want her. The dance. I want to see her do the dance. So we had the obligatory 205 Live Fatal 4-Way match where you just throw everybody in there and that's what you get. Um, this was the... Uh, didn't last week we had a Fatal 4-Way also and the, and the winners of those will be determined to see who's the number one contender or whatever. Well, Drew, Drew Gulak beat Mustafa Ali, Cedric Alexander, and Tony Nice. Um, so now Drew Gulak will face Rich Swan. I'm assuming next week, or maybe on 205 Live, and one of those two, we will face the cruiserweight champ, um, Kalisto. I'm hoping Rich Swan gets it, and I hope he wins. I don't remember what I was listening to to uh yesterday or today. I don't remember which day it was. I was listening to to a podcast. And somebody was going off about how fucking vanilla Rich Swan was and how they didn't like him and thought he was nothing. And I'm just a huge fucking Rich Swan guy. He's an entertainer. I think so. This guy I was listening to thought he didn't have nothing to offer. And he was boring. But I'm going for Rich Swan for this. I think he's, he's better than Drew Gulak, myself. I think that. And I think he's better than Kalisto. <laughs> I'm a big fan of both Rich Swan and No Way Jose. I love No Way Jose. No Way Jose. No Way Jose. Hey, they haven't done much with him lately. They need to do more with him. Yeah, they do. Uh, Braun Strowman beat the shit out of Elias Sampson before they could have a match. That was it. Um... Kane appeared on the Titan Tron and challenged Braun Strowman for next week. He said, Braun is a monster among men, but it's time he remembered what a monster among monsters is like. I don't know. They just decided both guys have monster <laughs> in their name and they can fucking have him. I, it's stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> it should be a ring on fire match. It should be. I feel like one way or another, actually it should end in a buried alive match. They should do a buried alive match to end their feud. And to put Bray in the, uh, not Bray, Braun. 
the monster wheelhouse as he buries Kane. Ring of Fire, guitar on a pole, buried alive match. You have to get the guitar off the pole, hit your opponent with it, light them on fire, and then bury them alive while they're on I fire. I love that Elias thought it was a good idea to hit Strowman in the back with a guitar. Oh, yeah, it's a great idea. Fucking amazing. Asuka defeated Alicia Fox. Um, they made a- Alicia Fox look stronger than they fucking should have in this match. I was surprised. Pushing her lately. I don't... I don't get it. I don't get it either. I mean, this is the same thing we've seen from Emma before they fucking axed Emma. So maybe they're going to ax Alicia? I don't know. Stuart. That's how they get rid of their women. They're excessively nice. Natalia's going to go soon, too. Right? <laughs> uh, Finn Balor defeated Bo Dallas with a Kudagasi. That was uh, fucking boring. Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy had dueling promos on the Titan Tron. Uh, Pasty, I'm going to let you take this first on how you felt about uh, the Bray Wyatt Matt Hardy promo, and I'll follow you. Well, at first, when it started switching back and forth between the two, I was kind of like, why? doing this, but by the end of it, I kind of thought like it felt like an old school pre-tape promo versus a pre-tape promo, and I, I like it. And like I said at the top of the show, Woken has a carbon copy of Broken Man. As far as I'm concerned, he was spot on the character, and I thought that he was for sure Broken Matt until he said he was Woken. What are you giggling about? I I really disagree. I think, like, I listened to Bray Wyatt, and then I listened to Matt, and it was like, Matt is copying Bray Wyatt's verbiage and his way of speaking and his mannerisms. It was like, this is not no. broken Matt. This is fucking, this is Matt Hardy playing Bray Wyatt. And I was like, why do I want Matt Hardy playing Bray Wyatt when he does such a good fucking broken character. I really... I did not see broken Matt Hardy in this segment. And maybe it's the way they shot it. I mean, I've never seen broken Matt staring into a camera doing a straight-on. And, like, you know, um... It might be a nod to the to the old school and the throwback, and I, I can't I can't knock that. But I really... As a broken Matt Hardy fan, I did not feel broken Matt in this fucking promo. I really didn't. It it, it hurt to watch it. This is not what I want them to go forward with, is what I should say. Well, like I said, it was just a promo. It's still going to go forward, and I think it's going to be good. And regardless of how it plays out, it probably only plays out through Mania. Like I said earlier, you got plenty of time to tell every story you could want to tell. The, yeah, I mean, Bray Wyatt is the safe person to take on this journey because they've already done the fake. Mm-hmm. They've already done the fake fucking one with Bray Wyatt. They did the House of Horrors match. I believe it wasn't it House of Horrors or House of. Yeah. Yeah. So they've already done... 
and, and we all agree, if they let Matt take control of the cinematography, it will be better. Give Matt a new Vanguard 1. Could you imagine Vanguard 1 with WWE money? Like, the the fucking uh, CGI you could bu- put behind it and shit like that. Now, I don't expect to see Senior Benjamin. Um, I don't expect to see King Maxwell. We're not going to see Rebby Hardy, okay? She has a lot of fucking strings So what I expect is I expect something like uh, maybe bringing... To me, bringing Sanity up is the easy answer. But what if you took some people like a, a, a Bo Dallas, a uh, Dolph Ziggler? Uh, you took some people who are who are kind of sitting at the bottom round. Maybe even like you said, uh, um, an Ascension or I, I think the Ascension fits a little better than Fashion Police. But either one would work. People who are sitting down here stagnant, waiting for something. What if he brought them into the I just want to see Fashion Police universe. in those segments trying to solve different <laughs> crimes. But I want to see him make, like, like, bring some people in as he had Senior Benjamin and as he had Rebby and all of those. Uh, he needs that. I think he uh, I think he does honestly need that. I think he, this isn't a solo venture. But... Matt brought King Maxwell out at Starcade. He, he, they aren't going to let him do King Maxwell because he's a kid. They're, they're not going to allow that. We already know that. And Rebby Hardy is just, it's not smart for them to bring her in because of her mouth. We, we all know her mouth. And they don't want to put her under any kind of contract. And that's smart on their part. But I, I can see so many good things. And I said that when I, when I said it. I was like, there's so many good things I can see. What they showed me to... Tonight, and by tonight, I mean fucking Monday night, was super disappointing. And I just hope that's not the way they take this character. I just hope they bring this character somewhere else. That's just my personal thoughts. But I just, me, I did not like the person talking. I didn't like that person sitting there talking to me. I I did not get into that at all. He did not make me want to follow his adventures. Uh, That's a good counterpoint. Uh, Brought to you by Sterling. And we ended Raw with a tag team championship match. The Bar versus uh, Seth and Dean again. And again, uh, the Bar won. This is the main event. But it made sense because by that point of the night, I didn't really care so much anymore. Yeah. And Samoa Joe came out, and, and um, so he, I mean, we, we know it's going to a three-on-three. Three. It's going to yeah. Joe Barr versus uh, The Shield, which is, yeah, okay. so to me, it's good. okay. You didn't seem to like it. I think it's three brawlers that are just going to kick ass against The Shield. I, I'm, I like this because I don't Whoa. expect it to go anywhere. It's just something for The Shield My to do problem. for now. It's kind of the same problem I had when they did the five-on-three handicap match. <coughs> and that's Sheamus and Cesaro are a tag team. They're not a stable. I don't want them to be a stable. And I want to see the groups like the Shield and New Day fight <coughs> stables, not tag teams with an extra guy. But there I isn't hate that. any stables it's such right a cheap now. Fucking cop out. 
There is a so you make a new stable. Bring up sanity. Do something. Aren't they doing that by just adding Joe to fucking the bar? No, I hate a tag team with an extra guy. I hate that. Isn't that what I a hate stable so is? Much. Oh, the Shield right now is a tag team with an extra guy. It's seven Dean they, with Roman. They're already dulling on me. I would ag- I would agree. <laughs> I want stables versus stables tag teams in their own lane. See, I I thought for a second, and this was a couple months ago, and we probably talked about it, that we could see a trios title coming because there was a few good three man groups coming up, and I I don't think we're gonna see that anymore. But I think we're gonna see a lot of tag teams teaming with one the guy to take on three man groups. Unless it was a title that you only defended at one of the big five, I guess. Because stables, not necessarily. There's never going to have again, There's stable. a. There's a no, but there's a uh, there's a cruiserweight title. So why can't there be a trios on SmackDown? Eh. Eh. Why not? I, I don't know. I just, I just want a stables thing to be universal. But that's but you can't do that with a split brand. You shouldn't have anything universal with a split brand. You shouldn't unless it is a main title, which I think you can only have a main title be universal. Nope, it's a stable thing. It should. It's only it's only defended at the big five, and the team who holds it can go back and forth between shows. But you'd only no. You want to do that with a singles title. You wouldn't want to do that with something that has multiple no. people. Stable, multiple people, because they could be running through a show, and when that gets boring, they can go run through a different show. That's ridiculous. I like <laughs> that. Is super it's ridiculous. How is that brilliant? It's brilliant. That's saying that three guys who can't do anything on their own are more important than one guy who is the head of the company. Yeah. Three guys who can't do anything on their own are more important than one guy who's the head of the company. And then you're going to stick one guy with the tag team, and then we got this whole vicious cycle again. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Pasty. I love you to fucking death, but we got to move on to SmackDown. I do love you, man. Uh, SmackDown started with Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Shane McMahon for the millionth fucking time, and Randy Orton hit an RKO on Kevin Owens. Fucking yay. I'm... Yay! I never thought somebody would make me fucking uh, sick of Kevin Owens, but SmackDown has made me sick of Kevin Owens. <laughs> Fuck. God, they've just ruined the best shit that you could have. I don't know whose fucking Cheerios he pissed in, but god damn if they ain't fucked him to hell. Uh, Rusev and Aiden I English. I just built to the storyline with him and Shane, because he is being fucked. I hope it does, but, like, what are they going to do? Have him and Shane at the Rumble? Why? No, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I honestly think Shane fires him. And Daniel Bryan bites his tongue about it, but you can tell there's more resentment, and it builds towards my WrestleMania angle. It's, it's Shane Triple H at Mania, whether you like it or not, Loke. Just like it's fucking, just like it's Reigns and fucking Brock at WrestleMania, whether we like it or not, it's happening. I want Daniel Bryan and Shane Triple H at Mania. 
Yeah, that ain't happening. So Rusev and Aiden English defeated the New Day. Apparently the new uh, tag team name for Rusev and Aiden English is Rusev Day. Uh, not very original, but I kind of like it. It really screws yeah. it. They've really drove it into your head over the last month. They have, but it just makes Aiden English seem like an ass afterthought. Like, it's all about Rusev. And Aiden's just the bitch. Yep. He got out. You and know, I don't he got see a- Aiden turning on Rusev anytime soon. He got away from Simon Gotch. And at least in that group, he was the head. And then he left Simon Gotch from the VOD villains. Joined Rusev, and he's just the bitch. And it's like, uh... He is Rusev's bar. I'll tell you what, they need this uh, superstar shape I'm not big on, on changing up... Changing people up that often, but man, we need a superstar shakeup because shit's rough in SmackDown right now. It's fucking it's rough. It's going to be bad until after Mania. And then it after is. Mania, whole new draft. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers <coughs> beat two nobodies... And that was cool. I'm glad. I, I'm big on squash matches. If you're going to push people, I think you should have squash matches. So I'm happy for that. Bobby Unless you're going to Nia Jax it. <coughs> Bobby Roode beat Baron Corbin in an actually pretty decent match. Um, Ziggler was on commentary. He ended up hitting a zigzag on Roode and got the DQ. Uh, I mean, unless if I honestly thought they were doing something with something with Ziggler, this would mean something to me. But I still expect Ziggler to leave when his contract's up. So maybe they maybe they're putting the swerve on me. But they could still be trying to talk him into staying with the title, and I could see him to hold it. Yeah, it doesn't mean nothing to me, but maybe Charlotte beat Tamina Snuka for nothing. What they need what they need him to do is fill the role of the Miz on SmackDown basically. That's He could. Where I'm at. Why couldn't he? He should have a long time ago. Like as soon as Miz went to Raw. Uh Charlotte beat Tamina. Riot Squad came out, kicked their asses. And then Randy Orton beat Sami Zayn with Kevin Owens handcuffed to the bottom rope. Uh, Owens managed to break out of the handcuffs. I would have a fucking wire cutter or a bolt cutter right next to him under the ring. I know, right? Right. How did that happen? How did they get a bolt cutter right next to him? Son of a bitch! <laughs> yeah, he ended up cutting out with a fucking bolt cutter that was placed right under the ring. But Orton still won with a roll-up victory. Uh, it was pretty... You know what? This was SmackDown's go... No, no, it wasn't. Oh, I'm sorry. Because there's not a pay-per-view this week. I was going to say this is their go-home show. It wasn't. But they got one more week, and it's like, this is not selling your pay-per-view. So no. do something to sell your fucking pay-per-view, because this was... Raw was, for as much as I have to say shitty about it, it was nice to just feel like it was a Raw. It was not a commercial for the pay-per-view. It was not a commercial for SmackDown's pay-per-view. 
In fact, you and I were talking, and I was like, God, I don't think they even mentioned the pay-per-view, did they? And you were like, no, they didn't. Um, it was kind of nice to just have a Raw be a Raw. For all the problems it may have had, it was just a Raw, and you could enjoy it by itself. SmackDown was not a go-home show to the pay-per-view, but man, was it not enjoyable. I fast-forwarded through <clears> most <throat> of it, and I'm glad I did. I slept through half of it. I was kind of passing out. I was kind of uh, coming down at that time, to be honest. But I went back and, like, I- I've watched reactions to both Raw and SmackDown on YouTube and I've read what happened, and I'm like, God damn, I'm, I was okay to just fucking pass out for a little bit there and get a little sleep, <laughs> because that was a good come-down moment, because I, I, there was nothing fucking there. So we got we got a handful of minutes left before we're done. Let's talk about... Well, we didn't even the, get to the after-the-match section. Well, no, oh yeah, there was an after-the-match section. So Owens and Zayn attacked Orton. Shinsuke Nakamura came out. Hit he hit his finisher and Orton hit his finisher on Sami Zayn Owens. Backstage, Shane said that he's he's getting started pushing Zayn and Owens because he will be the guest referee for the tag match at Clash of Champions. So it's going to be Zayn and Owens versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And Randy Orton. Fucking why? We don't know. Yawn. Yawn. Yawn with, with Shane McMahon as a special guest ref. Yeah. Yawn. They've turned, they've turned fucking rant, or, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura into fucking just a bore fest. Nobody gives a shit about him anymore. And ain't that the fucking sad truth? It is. God, remember his first match with Sami Zayn at NXT Brooklyn? I think it was NXT Brooklyn. I want to say it yes. was. It was amazing. <clears throat> what? I mean, that, like, was arguably the match of the year. There was only, like, one Remember a year back. ago when SmackDown was the best show WWE had going? Yeah, and then remember they decided, oh, shit, we don't, Vince doesn't want that to happen. So he made a fucking brand fucking swap or... Well, let's just take the good Does people Vince from realize them. that no matter how it goes, he wow. still wins? He doesn't. No, that's the problem. This motherfucker doesn't realize that. It makes me want to strangle him. He doesn't. He still thinks it's a fucking fight. He still thinks it's because Raw's his fucking brand that it has to be the best thing. And if SmackDown is better than it, he's losing. SmackDown's he only around that. because of Dwayne Johnson. He and he left that. me. God, it's sick and perverted. <laughs> it's so disgusting how he fucking thinks about that shit. Oh, it hurts me. <laughs> I honestly think he feels that way. And if you look at it, he has to feel that way. He has to. If you look at it, he has to feel that way. You know, just look at this last fucking uh, Clash of Champions. Which some might call fucking Survivor Series, but was literally the Clash of Champions. (laughs) I hate so much that it's fucking Clash of Champions. And what Clash? It's stupid. I know, what horrible... 
I mean, it would work if it was six months out, <laughs> but right now it just doesn't fucking work. Because you literally had a clash of champions, <laughs> and now you're having a pay-per-view where no champions are clashing. <laughs> it's like you motherfuckers. Champions clash with contenders. Oh. That's what they should have called it. Yeah, it's stupid. Alright, well let's talk about Tribute to the Troops. This is going to air next week, literally a week from today, December 14th. So we have Absolution, which is Paige, Sonya Deville, and Mandy Rose, taking on Bailey, Mickey James, and Sasha Banks. Absolution's gonna win. Ah, uh, I would think Absolution wins. Why wouldn't they? You're trying to build them up. I think you should build them up. You have Charlotte Flair versus Ruby Wright with the Riot Squad. It does not say championship match, so I'm going to guess Ruby Riot wins. If, yep. if it's not for the championship, I think she wins. I Even hope if there's it is, kind of a stare down between the two factions. Yeah, you would hope so, because they're on the same show. You got New Day versus, or New Day and the Usos versus uh, the New American Alpha and Rusev Day, which is. Shelton Benjamin, Chad Gable, Rusev, and Aiden English. I would assume New Usos is going over. Yeah. Although I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Heels won it. I will say that. I wouldn't be surprised if the Heels won it. Then you have Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles, and Randy Orton versus Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Jinder Mahal. Oh, no. I'm split on this one, man. I'm not split on this. AJ Styles is on the other team. You think they're winning it? Yeah. I'm going to say... But says America like AJ Styles. I'm going to say Kevin Owens, Sammy, and Ginger win. I'm going to say they give it to the fucking, uh, to the heels. No. Not attributed to the truth. It's not happening. That's what I'm saying. It's not happening. (laughs) Oh, my God. Everybody on Kevin Owens' team is from Canada. That's true. That is true. They're all Canadian. They are all Canadian. You are right. Yeah, that Team is, Styles is winning. It is It is Team Not Canada versus Team Canada. <laughs> I'm going with Team Canada. Oh, let's talk about Team Canada. Did you watch this last episode of South Park? My I was just going to ask you about yeah! that. Dude. that is a, they completely fucking redid South Park Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, didn't they? I love it so much. Fucking scene so for scene. This scene episode made scene. the whole season for me. <coughs> it's about time they had a good episode. <laughs> scene for scene, they Gee, did it. Kid, you sure sound like a Jewish mother. <laughs> yeah, it's And millennials cool. to Canada. That they oh. actually... They they kind of they they took bigger longer and uncut, but think and about it. it. So, so think about it. When they did bigger longer and uncut, the story was about the Terrence and Philip movie, and how everybody looked at that, which was a synonym for how people looked at South Park at the time, right? And it was mostly Kyle's mom. 
So this, so this now, how they're looking at Terrence and Philip, how 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 Kyle is looking at Terrence and Philip, is how people are looking at South Park now again, where they're looking at it like, God, the same shit that you guys have been doing isn't fucking making us laugh anymore. And I watched it, and I'm like, oh my God. They were listening to me as I watched this season and the last season of South Park. Like, oh shit, you guys aren't funny anymore. It's the same stupid shit. So I'm hoping next season they fucking switch it up. Because that, to me, that's what it said, wasn't it? Was it not Kyle looking at South Park? It was painful. I'm going to say that. Yeah, it was Kyle looking at South Park saying, oh shit, you're not as funny as you thought you were. Yeah. Oh my god, I love the scene where he decided he needed to change. And he took off his hat and his jacket. And he jacket. shaved his head. And he changed his Terrence and Phil into a nice polo shirt. And he cut his hair. And then yep. he put his hat and jacket back on and nothing changed. Yeah, I know, I love it, I love it, I love it. <laughs> I laughed so hard for so long, I think I actually had to pause it for a minute. Like, I had to catch up. <laughs> that was definitely, this is definitely a good episode of South Park. Because they had some great episodes this season. Yeah. And then they had some really horrible episodes this season. And it's like... I'll say quite a bit of it was painful. I'm sad that it's coming to an end, but just get it behind you, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready for them to just start a new season and see where they go but from this, there. This whole episode, this, this episode, I think, is, is going to take my best of the season unless the finale outdoes it. Yeah, and it's a two-parter. They just bombed Canada, so the two. Hopefully, the two-parter explains what happens after they bombed Canada. And I love the hootie and the blowfish, with PC Principal and Strong Woman, and Mr. Mackey and the other lady. That was actually hilarious. I I was sitting there, and my son my son was just like, "What are they talking about?" And I was like, "Hootie and the blowfish used to be a thing in the '90s." <laughs> That was my best answer. I was like, oh, Hootie and the Blowfish used to be a thing in the 90s. <laughs> so it's cool they, they gave a shout out. No, it, it's cool that they're acknowledging that they're trying. Because last year they even acknowledged it also. You know, they yeah. said, you know, we tried to do this and it didn't work out because the wrong president got elected. Take that as you want, folks. But they admitted it was like it wasn't easy to make a decent fucking episode or season because we expected it to be completely different. And this season, I think they they had some really good moments, and then they had some really shitty moments. And it's like I I, I think watching that last episode it tells me that they see that and they're willing to do something. What that'll be, we'll have to wait a fucking, you know, we'll have to wait a yeah, close age. I don't know if the finale came out. out yesterday or if it's next week. With the last few episodes, they've been spacing it out every two weeks, so I wouldn't be surprised if I get off of the podcast here and go out to my TV and it's not on there. Right. What? Well, God damn it, that last episode was great, and I'm glad we had time to actually talk about it a little bit. It was great. I really enjoyed it. A lot. I enjoyed it an awful lot. I haven't laughed that hard at an episode of South Park. I mean, yeah, if you, if you loved Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, how could you not love that episode? It, 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 
know, it didn't have any of the the Saddam Hussein and it up on stuff. Because they did. They started cracking jokes about him. Like, they started calling him Kyle's mom or Mrs. Yeah. Brobolovsky right yeah. off the bat. And I was exactly. like, why are they doing that? And then I started seeing it more, and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. It was great. Oh, it great. was great. Ama- I hope it was- and Satan and Gary come back. It was seamless <laughs> how they did it. Fucking seamless. Brilliant, man. Brilliant. But yeah, I guess that uh, puts us at about time. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's go time. We got all of. We're fucking, back. We ain't we got, sick no more, and we're bringing you top <coughs> of the line beef sticks. Got all of WWE in there and a little bit of South Park. So fuck that. Fuck that. Hope, Hope everybody we can talk had about a good Optimus time. We enjoyed bringing it to you. 